In a world where truth is suppressed, information is censored, and alternative ideas are silenced, one group refuses to be muzzled. Despite shadow bans on social media, low downloads, and crickets on Patreon, one group refuses to be a mainstream media puppet. Today, we honor the heroes of the cannabis airwaves. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for the podcasters. All right, everyone. Thanks for joining us and welcome back. We have another great show in store for you today. Bob Hoban is here to talk about his podcast, The Hoban Minute. Bob, welcome to the show. Thanks, Dan. It's always good to talk with you, and uh, thanks for having me on. Oh, I'm glad you could join us, especially with all the recent changes in your life. For those that don't know, Bob Hoban is the founder of the Hoban Law Group, which prior to your recent merger with Clark Hill was one of the largest cannabis law firms in the world. And I guess that's where I want to start today. The question that's on everybody's mind, what prompted the decision to make this dramatic move? No, it's a great question. So the sophistication of this industry increasing on a weekly basis, the deals become more complex, the legal needs become more sophisticated as well. I just got burnt out, Dan, on building that myself, hiring the right people. And make no mistake about it, I had great attorneys and great partners, but you always needed to improve so that we could take on the, the sort of flow of work. And a lot of that responsibility fell on me. Coupled with the fact that I did make a 10-year business plan in 2012, part of that 10-year business plan was to find an exit, quote-unquote, in year 10. So I'm about a 6 to, to 10 months early, but, but those were some of the reasons. And gosh, the, the firms just kept milling around and, and looking for someone to come in and build a really preeminent cannabis practice at one of the top firms in the country. And I've historically said no. And there's something about the personnel, the people, the leadership at Clark Hill that made me change my mind. So those are some of the factors that led into it. And so far, so good. It's been a tough transition. It always is. But really supportive people, really great staff, and just a really, really great flow of clientele that's existing and coming in the door that we didn't always have access to. Well, it's just another step in this direction that we're all moving towards, and that's this whole legalization in the industry just consolidating. And let's talk about your show, because that's what this podcast is about. And the thing that I've always admired about you, Bob, is there's an aura of accessibility that you have. And going back to the when we first met when you were a speaker at one of my shows in New York, you really weren't known much outside of Colorado. And now fast forward, you're known worldwide, but you're still sort of that guy from New Jersey. Somebody everyone can relate to. And I always feel like your podcast had a lot to do with it. I hope that you intend to continue with the podcast. First of all, thank you. One of the things I learned not only from my mother, but also from so many of my mentors professionally was just be yourself. Always 
be yourself. And I always took to mean not just as a general statement to everybody, but there was something about being myself that attracted people to me and and gave people confidence for the types of things that I do. And that's always something I've held near and dear. And we tried to bring that through into the Hoban Minute. And I think that's one of the reasons that we were able to get uh, a loyal and dedicated following there. We took a five weeks off with production of the Hoban Minute because of the merger and because of transfer and all of the logistics associated with part of that with my new role at Clark Hill as the leader of their cannabis industry group is to build that out. There's a number of practitioners there already that were more than halfway into the cannabis industry on a daily basis. So we're in the process of executing on a business plan in September to build out that industry group. Part of that process is to resume production of the Hoban Minute in the third week of September. So we're excited to get back to that. I don't think the format changes very much, although we are in the process of talking about it, except maybe the subject matter just gets a little bit more focused on not purely legal issues, but foundational legal issues. And then we could jump into the cannabis marketplace from there. Well, that's exciting. And I'm glad that you're going to go ahead and do that. One of the things that you know, as a podcasting host, you're always walking that tightrope of inadvertently saying something that's controversial. But, you know, the, one of the things about your show is that you felt pretty confident about sharing your opinion and sometimes it not always popular opinion. Did you ever worry or do you ever worry that your opinion may upset people? I guess sometimes you think about it personally, but you know, at the end of the day, it's be yourself and speak the truth. And look, I'm not wed to one side or the other politically. I'm not wed to one side or the other on some of the other topics that we talked about. When we talked about the coronavirus, we think objectively in the early days of that. We didn't take one side or the other to those debates. We've examined those debates, and that's generally how I've always approached life. And as a lawyer, you always have to be open-minded because a client comes to you one day and says, I want you to take this position in this fact pattern or this scenario. And then the next day, another client with a different dispute that mirrors that wants you to take the other side. So you always (laughs) have to be able to see both sides of every argument. And there's always merit to both sides. What drives me nuts about... Uh, society today is that I can't make a point that disagrees with what your sentiments are because you'll immediately judge me and tune me out if it's not in line with what you want to hear. That's not American. That's not smart. That's not rational. And unfortunately, we do way too much of that. So I think using the Hoban Minute for some of that sounding board, particularly on those more controversial or sensitive issues, that was a place that I was comfortable doing that because I was never going to shut somebody down or shut out another side of an issue. I was always going to approach it objectively, kind of like what our journalism uh, and, and our news used to do yeah and that's i thought was the strength of your show is that we could get to know you you could share your honest opinion about topics because you own the firm you could say whatever you want i'm just i want to make sure that you still have that latitude in the new arrangement i i believe so i have not (laughs) been given directions about to keep your mouth shut don't say this stand this way reminds me of this johnny cash album back in the day live at san quentin they were trying to tell him where to stand and what to say and what order to sing it and he says i'm here to do what i want to do and what you want me to do and that's the way i still view this thing so at the end of the day look if i say something that somebody disagrees with I'm all ears as to why I should open my mind or see another side of things, but I also don't pick sides. I try to be that guy in the middle that paints the picture from both sides because the truth is almost always in the middle, 
not on one side or the other. And certainly my, my new employer, my new partners have not dissuaded me otherwise. That is good to hear. I have a clip that I want to play. It's a perfect example of that where you're actually encouraging Amazon and other big businesses to get involved in the cannabis industry. Let's play the clip. We'll talk about it right afterwards. If I have to shovel my driveway and I have a shovel, I might be able to shovel with my hand the most perfect carved out driveway free of snow possible. But wouldn't it be a heck of a lot easier if somebody with a plow ran through first and all I had to do was tidy up the outside? That's what's going on in the United States of America with cannabis. And you know what? I think we should invite those plows because it makes the job for the smaller people with the shovels, it actually makes it easier. Well, you, you found a new analogy, Bob. And I <laughs> think it's a really good one. It'll be interesting to see what other big companies kind of follow the trend here because Amazon is not the first and certainly not going to be the last. The plow and the shovel analogy. Bob, you pulled that one out. Well, Dana tells you what I was up to that morning, probably in my snowy driveway in Colorado, but that's another story. Oh, man. Well, you know, but that's a perfect example of there's a lot of old time. The legacy group are like, wait a minute, we built this. We don't want any big businesses coming in. That's always been the fear, but there's a lot of advantages to that. And I think you're just voicing your opinion on that, which, like I said, some people may be nervous about doing that on a podcast. Plus, Dan, it's going to happen whether we like it or not. We might as well understand it and embrace it. We have no choice. Whether we're the OGs, whether we're the new people at the table, whether we're the Wall Street people that still haven't come to the industry yet, we have to understand and accept that it's going to take all kinds. And I always hate marijuana and, and liquor or alcohol industry analogies, but let me try to give you this. Coors doesn't own the alcohol production supply chain. Bacardi doesn't own the alcohol production supply chain. Coors and Bacardi don't own liquor stores, i.e. dispensaries, nor do they generally own the agricultural components that give them the raw materials to go in and begin making spirits or beer or whatever the case might be. There is room for everybody. Just because someone was a, an OG cannabis grower or distributor in an illicit or traditional marketplace doesn't mean that they can take the same role in a regulated or commercial marketplace, but even if it does mean that they do, then that's their job. You still need someone to aggregate the supply chain itself, which has room for all different types of actors, all shapes and sizes, old school and new school, and that's the reality of the situation. And I, it's just so darn obvious to me that what's the point of wasting your breath to say we don't want big cannabis? That's like saying I wish I had a flying unicorn outside my window that I could jump on instead of driving home today. This, the effect's going to be the same. I ain't getting it. Before we run out of time, I want to ask you one podcasting question because I always like to share podcasting advice for our aspiring podcasters. When you were at Hoban, you had a pretty robust backstage support team. As you move to your new operations, will you still have a team managing you? And more importantly, how important was that team for a, a guy with a busy schedule like you? That, that team was everything. And, and of course, you know them well and our listeners know them well. Eric Singular and, and Halston Trabuco, uh, just not only just 
great friends and colleagues, but just people I couldn't have done so many things without, not the least of which was the podcast. And by the way, this was all Halston's idea in the early days of the pandemic when things were shut down. We were looking at how can we continue to communicate with people? How can we continue to remain relevant when, you know, a lot of our bread and butter was sending our attorneys out to live events over and over again to sort of keep us in touch with what's happening and to, to bring new clients in the door. And it, this was our social hour. During 2020, when people were locked down or at least fearful of going out, which we certainly understand, the three of us got together every Wednesday night and we did our podcast and we talked about life and we had a few cocktails and we enjoyed ourselves. And that was really a, a, a foundational thing. And yes, both of those individuals continue to work at Clark Hill and they will continue to be involved at both the business development and the marketing side, technically at Clark Hill, which means that they'll be involved with the relaunch of the Hope in Minute here. That is great to hear. And for anybody that's interested in hearing more honest, straight talk from somebody with a global perspective, for now, you can check out all the old episodes of the Hoban Minute and then stay tuned for the new episodes coming in the fall. And we'll be looking forward to new, exciting news coming from Bob Hoban. Bob, thanks for being on the show today and good luck with this new arrangement. My, my pleasure. Anytime. And uh, thank you very much for your warm wishes. And we'll talk with you really soon. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hi, y'all. I'm Joe, host of Casually Baked the Podcast. If you're curious to explore the highly responsible side of cannabis, farming, and legalization, I'm here to help lighten the stigma and build your can of confidence. Download episodes now of Casually Baked the Podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. And journey with me through the evolving cannabis culture and discover how and why people like you are adding cannabis to their wellness toolkit. It's time to get casually baked.